0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: It's time to eat. What are
0: you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Eat me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, presented, of course. By DraftKings, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You know this. Happy Fourth of July. Hope everybody had an awesome holiday yesterday. Fourth of July is usually when you know, oh man, training camp's a couple weeks away and it's time to get this thing going, which is exactly what we're doing today with my co-host, Joe Dolan. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. He is the master over at fantasypoints.com where you can use the code 23FEAST to get a discount on all of their information. Joe, we got this Scott Fishbowl coming up. Can you explain for everybody what exactly it is because it's all any of you fantasy dudes talk about this time of year?
1: Yeah, so for, for about a week or maybe two, if you're on Fantasy Twitter, you know about the Scott Fish Bowl. Maybe you're in the Scott Fish Bowl. Uh, thousands of people are. Or maybe you're angling to get into the Scott Fish Bowl next year. So what the Scott Fish Bowl is is uh, Scott Fish, who does an amazing job for fantasy uh, for fantasy cares. It, it's a tournament um, of multiple leagues at this point it's hundreds of leagues in in, uh, involving thousands of teams in just a big tournament scoring format all for fantasy cares charity um and the thing about scott fishbowl is it's made up of 12 team leagues with the absolute wildest scoring in all of fantasy football scott comes up with a different scoring system each and every year and what it is supposed to do is Turn the traditional scoring and turn the traditional draft strategies of fantasy football on its head. Um, And it's done that a lot in recent years. And there's yet another different scoring system this year in Scott Fishbowl 13. And you'll also see guys tweeting out their divisions. Um, This year, the theme is food and drink. Um, Ross, uh, if there was a Labat Blue light division, I would have joined it. I'm in the Heineken division this year, but you've got people who are in the Waffle House division. You got people who are in the Chuck E. Cheese division. Um, so there's all kinds of, of different fun divisions. Um, there's uh, Basically, everybody in the fantasy industry is in it, Uh, and there's also people who are just fans of fantasy who get into the Scott Fishbowl. It is an invite-only tournament, but there are thousands upon thousands of teams. This year is the biggest yet. I imagine next year will be even bigger, but that is what the Scott Fishbowl is. You'll see the hashtag hashtag SFB13. That's what what that is. It's a wild tournament with a a bunch of drafts. Uh, I, I believe Scott's even doing... Uh, I think a dozen live drafts in some of the big cities around the world, including Mexico city. We're going international this year. I will be doing it from my fat butt um, in my chair or in a slow draft. But uh, as I always do, but Scott fishbowl is always a fun thing. And and I think a lot of people in the fantasy industry or even fantasy fans really consider it the, the official start of fantasy football season when it kicks off uh, in early July. It's
0: awesome, man. It's absolutely awesome that he does that. And tell me about the
1: scoring system this year. So this year's scoring um, is a little bit different than last year. So last year, Scott really wanted to try to limit the impact of those cheat code quarterbacks that we talk about because he he wanted some of these normal, I guess your pocket passing quarterbacks to have a little bit more fantasy value because you lost points for incompletions so you not only did you get you got points per completion but lost points for incompletion so somebody like justin fields early last year was a net negative for scott fishbowl even when he was running around a whole lot i know i had, had i had justin fields on my team this year he's kind of smoothed it out a little bit there's no more lost points uh for incompletions for quarterbacks Um, But you still do get 0.1 points per completion and 0.1 points per first down. It doesn't matter if you get it by running or throwing. You get the points for the first downs. So I think the cheat code quarterbacks are back in vogue this year uh, in Scott Fishbowl. Now, that's not the same. Jalen Hurts was fantastic in this format last year. Josh Allen was fantastic in this format. Patrick Mahomes is always fantastic. Oh, and by the way, it is a super flex format. So the quarterbacks are going early and often. Um, you were allowed to select for Scott Fishbowl this year, um, your kind of preferred draft um, spot, your preferred draft slot. And I wanted something in the top three because I want one of Mahomes, Allen, and Hertz, Um, And I am probably going to take one of those guys. But there is a caveat there as well because Scott has made this Scott Fishbowl this year tight end premium plus. Tight ends get an extra one point for every first down converted and an extra one point per reception. So tight ends are massively valuable, at least the, the as Scott Barrett calls them, the power law tight ends. Those guys are massively valuable in this format this year, that being Travis Kelsey. You can make an easy argument for Travis Kelsey to be the first overall pick in Scott Fishbowl this year. So what he wants to do is he wants you to completely rethink your draft strategy for Scott Fishbowl. And um, I got to be honest, I wanted to bring him on today, but he was unavailable. Our guy Ryan Heath at fantasypoints.com wrote the definitive Scott Fishbowl scoring breakdown and strategy article, and that's free at fantasypoints.com. If you are um, in Scott Fishbowl, you need to, to read Ryan Heath's piece at FantasyPoints.com because, quite frankly, Ross, I'm just going to be rehashing what what he's saying on this podcast because his piece was so good.
0: All right, well, let's get into it then, I guess. Since so many people are so into it, talking about it, so many fantasy analysts, what are some of his tips? So
1: um, one of the things that, that he noticed is – Running backs here, it almost is, is going to, again, I've said this, flip it on its head. But one of the things that Ryan has noticed is the scoring here not only brings the, those cheat code quarterbacks back in vogue, but you get .25 points per carry for running backs. So some of those guys, you know, on last week's podcast, we talked about Brian Robinson of the of the commanders what does brian robinson you know is he going to get more work in the passing game that's going to help his 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 fantasy outlook in scott fishbowl you get a quarter point for every carry so a guy who carries the ball 20 let's say derrick henry he carries the ball 24 times in a game and doesn't catch a pass well in Scott Fishbowl this year, that would be essentially like him catching six passes because four carries equals one reception. So, Derrick Henry's of the world, your Brian Robinson's of the world, your Isaiah Pacheco's of the world, guys, Rashad Penny is a guy we talked about last week. Guys who aren't expected to catch a lot of passes but get carries, those guys are extremely valuable. And quite frankly, Ryan's looked at this and said he actually thinks. The, the right strategy to do is get maybe a really good wide receiver early because wide receiver scoring compared to the rest of Scott Fishbowl is actually relatively stagnant to what you, you expect from fantasy. You do still get the point per first down for wide receivers, which increases, but you get that for running backs as well. So what Ryan thinks is maybe the best strategy, focus on quarterbacks, but running backs this year, getting those, those boring running backs who won fantasy leagues last year, the Miles Sanders of the world, you know, the David Montgomery's of the world. You want to get a really good wide receiver, but really you can just focus on loading up on running backs who are going to get carries and it might actually make the wide receiver position a little bit devalued in Scott Fishbowl, which is the exact opposite of the rest of the fantasy industry right now. If you're on best ball drafts, on certain sites, everybody knows how drunk they are about wide receivers. Not so in Scott Fishbowl. So,
0: I kind of like that, Joe. I, mean, I, I, I kind of like that the change up, and it it adds intrigue to it. it makes it more interesting as opposed to like they're kind of being a consensus with the same scoring every year. I get. Well, it's probably yeah. not ideal for people that are more casual fantasy football players, but. For, like, the people that listen or watch this show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, they're really into it. I think they would
1: probably like the intellectual stimulation. Oh, yeah. And so when when I'm on a DraftKings best ball draft, Ross, and I draw, let's just say, the fifth pick, I can, in my mind, at least know what my team's probably going to look like through 10 rounds on some level. They're no way I'm going to know that in Scott Fishbowl. I forgot to mention, by the way, Scott Fishbowl has third-round reversal. You know what that is? So third-round reversal was started um, by the NFFC back in the day. They actually still have third-round reversal. And it was back in the day of Ledanian Tomlinson and Sean Alexander. You know, John Hanson will have Ledanian Tomlinson on – the, the fantasy football morning show on SiriusXM, and he'll tell, uh, he'll tell LT, look, dude, you literally changed how fantasy football is played. Because LaDainian Tomlinson was so good for fantasy that the person who drew the number one overall pick in fantasy drafts in Ladanian Tomlinson's prime had such a big advantage that the NFFC decided, all right, in order to try to counteract that advantage, what you do is you do the first two rounds snake style just like a normal fantasy draft. And then it reverses in the third round. So if I have the first pick, I'll pick one and 24, just like in any draft. But instead of like in a normal snake draft where I then pick 25th, the third round reverses. So I pick first, 24th, and thirty-six, and then it goes to normal snake style. So the, the players who have the top three picks, like me this year, I picked third. And I'm go- are going to be picking at the end of the second round and the end of the third round to try to counteract some of that advantage that you get from drafting early uh, in the draft. And like I said, I, I willingly chose one of those draft slots. I wanted to get one of Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts because I want that, that quarterback who I know is going to be able to anchor my team. I want to get a shot at having an elite quarterback and then a solid quarterback in my super flex spot. But Scott Fishbowl, wants that advantage to be muted a little bit, and that's why he uses third-round reversal. So, Ross, not only is the scoring weird, but so is the draft format. Um, There's still plenty of stuff we can get back into about this as well. No, I want to. I'm just glad to hear how um,
0: he changed it up each year to keep you guys on your toes. You know what else keeps you on your toes? Drinking Labatt Blue Lights with family and friends, living life to the power of we That's how you take things the next level. That's how you take fantasy football drafts the next level. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Joe, let's get into some more
1: of these tips from your boy Ryan for Scott Fishbowl. So uh, one more thing I want to throw in before I get into some specific tips. Kickers are in Scott Fishbowl. And they are not throwaways. Boo. I know, but like... This One of the advantages I've had in the recent years is when everybody's trying to pick like a Quez Watkins at the end of the draft, I'm just taking kickers. This year, kicker scoring is wild. Kicker scoring is decimal scoring, Ross. So a kicker gets 0.1 point for every yard his field goal is. So, for instance, a 20-yard field goal in a normal fantasy league would be worth three points. In Scott Fishbowl, it's worth 2.0 because you get 0.1 point for every yard. On the other hand, a 54-yard field goal would be worth 5.4 points. And extra points, which are one point in basically every fantasy football league I've played in, are worth 3.3 points, because they are 33-yard kicks. So extra points are extremely valuable in Scott Bowl, And you can flex. You don't have to play a kicker, but you can flex a kicker. And you can flex multiple kickers. They're valuable in Scott Fishbowl. So let's get into some of the specifics because Ryan Heath went into and and basically ran last year's fantasy football statistics against Scott Fishbowl 13 scoring. And here is really what he found. This is a direct quote from Ryan. I will be fascinated to see how drafters treat the wide receiver position. Lineups require at least three wide receivers. But the wide receiver 36 last year, who was Drake London, was outscored by the tight end 19, who was Tyler Conklin. How many fantasy leagues were you in last year where Tyler Conklin outscored Drake London? Well, he did in Scott Fishbowl. This means you will often want to flex guys at running back, tight end, and even kickers instead of a guy like Drake London. And if the Scott Fishbowl drafters leave the wide receiver position for dead as usual, being the first to fill your three wide receiver slots might actually be contrarian. So using, drafting three wide receivers early in Scott Fishbowl, that's the norm in other best ball leagues. In Scott Fishbowl, it's going to be absolutely a contrarian strategy. The wide receiver 24 in Scott Fishbowl last year offered a bigger advantage over the wide receiver 36 than the quarterback 17 did over the quarterback 24. So wide receiver threes, becoming essentially worthless in this scoring means those guys who are big time wide receiver ones become more valuable so I think the baseline strategy is going to be everybody's going to want to get their one wide receiver they're going to want to get their Stefan Diggs their AJ Brown their Tyree kills their Cooper cups and then a lot of people are just going to focus on drafting other positions maybe there's going to be an advantage in gobbling up the wide receivers that everybody leaves uh, on the board. So that's going to be a really fascinating way to look at, at how drafts are going. You know, guys who are going off the board in second round of best ball drafts, the Garrett Wilsons, Devontae Smith, um, T. Higgins, guys like that, they might fall to the fifth, sixth round of Scott Fishball drafts just by the nature of how this scoring works. You know, Kyle Pitts might be a third-round pick in in scott fishbowl he's like a sixth round pick in best ball dallas goddard might be a third round pick he's like a seventh round pick in best ball so there's going and the the funny part is you're going to be able to look at all the different divisions and see completely different strategies no division is going to look the same as the other so it's just a really fascinating article to help you try to devise your strategy where you can go look at and say all right ryan Heath said this my league decided they're just going to do a run on quarterbacks. Well, what if I load up on tight end and wide receiver and try to get cheap at quarterback? That's, that's going to be a viable strategy as well. Speaking of best ball, Joe,
0: two things for you. Number one, best ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs this year, which is crazy. To start playing best ball – Download the DraftKings app, use code ROSS, enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, and snake draft your team for the season. As you all know, best balls, once you do the draft, that's it. You'll rack up the points. You'll have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code ROSS, start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. While you're at it, do that or take advantage of any other sponsor that you see over at RossHucker.com or anything, WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. Send me the email, Ross at Rosshucker.com, and say, I want in against you and Joe in the July best ball draft. I'm better than you guys. I listen to the show. I know I'm smarter than you. I know I'm going to win. I don't care that this is Joe's full-time job. Or your kind of part-time job, Ross. I'm going to take you down to Chinatown. You must take advantage of a sponsor. Send it to me. Ross at Ross Alright, Joe. What
1: else you got? So, this is why Travis Kelsey is going to go first overall in multiple leagues. I wouldn't do it just because the super flex format scares the bejesus out of me, and I want to make sure I get two quarterbacks, but only four players in all of Scott Fishbowl scoring, in this scoring last year, outscored Travis Kelsey. All four of them were quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. But The gap between Kelsey and the the next baseline starting tight end. So every league, you have to start one. So the gap between Kelsey and the number 12 tight end in this scoring was 17.1 fantasy points per game. That was the gap. That was the same difference as between Josh Allen and the number 24 quarterback. The gap between Travis Kelsey... And the number two tight end, who was Mark Andrews, was 9.4 fantasy points per game. He had a 9.4 fantasy points per game advantage over the number two tight end. That was the same difference between Saquon Barkley, who was the RB5, and Tyler Algier, who was the RB29. Wow. So... Travis Kelsey is going to be an extremely popular number one overall pick in Scott Fishbowl 13 because the absolute advantage he gives you over the rest of the tight end position, and you do have to start one, you don't have to start a kicker, you do have to start a tight end, is absolutely staggering. It is massive. It is So Scott has really manipulated this scoring well to make sure you're thinking, I, I don't think anybody's going to take any player but Kelsey or quarterback at first overall. Whichever quarterback you take, um, that's just your taste preference. It's, it's likely going to be Allen Mahomes or Hurts, but whichever one you take, is go, that's going to be your taste preference. I would be shocked if any, anybody but a quarterback or Travis Kelsey goes number one overall because of this scoring. I don't even think, even with the carry bonuses. I don't even think Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler is going to be in the conversation for first overall. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think it's going to happen based on this scoring.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool, Joe. I like that. Travis Kelsey, huh? Because usually yeah. I will say this though, for, for regular best ball and for even redraft, there, there's still an argument to be made about how high Kelsey should oh, go,
1: right? For sure. I, I mean, there's, um, uh, you know, our guy Scott Barrett, he, he calls Kelsey an oligarch tight end. You know, he gobbles up all the wealth. And he. We, there was a point this offseason where I had him as my fourth overall player. I, I knocked him down to six, and I knocked him down to six only because I didn't love how my teams looked at the wide receiver position if I took Kelsey in that high. But honestly, I mean, he's a, first, a locked-in first-round pick in any format. It's just in this format, you can make him the number one-one overall pick. What else you got, Joe? So, kickers are really important because kickers are going to give you a solid baseline performance, especially kickers in good offenses. Last year, the kicker 12, and you remember, you do not need to start a kicker. So, in theory, you could gobble up the top three kickers in 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 your draft kickers are are relatively difficult to predict on a year-to-year basis but let's just say you want to get kickers from the great offenses so you want you want um Justin Tucker who's always great you want Jake Elliott from the Eagles you want Harrison Bucker from the Chiefs etc etc the kicker 12 last year in Scott Fishbowl 13 scoring outscored the wide receiver 35 the 24th best kicker Sort as much as the 49th best wide receiver. So here is what Ryan Heath kind of kind of deduced about this strategy with kickers. You can go and shoot for the stars at wide receiver. Say, for instance, he, he mentioned Kadarius Toney, a guy who, if everything breaks right, could have 1,200 yards from scrimmage, or if he ends up getting basically just a souped-up Mecole Hardman role, ends up being a bust for fantasy. You want to shoot for the stars at wide receiver. You want to go get uh, a Kadarius tony you want to go get somebody like jonathan ningo with the panthers a guy who if everything breaks right could be a league winning player you don't want to go get tyler boyd you know you, because the kickers essentially replace a tyler boyd in the scoring and are better than a tyler boyd in this scoring so instead of drafting those boring receivers you know every every league we're always like, "Hey, I can draft Tyler Boyd as my fifth wide receiver, and I know if I'm going to put him into my lineup, he could give me four catches for 55 yards. There's no need to have those players in Scott Fishbowl 13 because the kickers can do that for you. So you want to take a shot on high upside running backs and high upside wide receivers as, and and supplement those guys with those boring kickers who will get you points every week. That's a guarantee. You know, kickers Unless your team gets shut out, your kicker is going to give you points every week in Scott Fishbowl scoring. An extra point is worth 3.3 points. So that is way more valuable than a wide receiver who's going to catch you just four passes every game. Make sure you check
0: out this man on social media. When does the Fishbowl
1: kick off, Joe? It, It kicks
0: off on July 10th. Awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing it. Looking forward to seeing the hashtag. Hopefully you win. That'd be good for the show. If you were able to win
1: it, go ahead, It's Joe. over 3,000 teams, Ross. It's, it, it's, it's an undertaking. Check
0: him out on social at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod. You know how much I love fantasypoints.com. using that code 23 feast. Again, I know a lot of you probably traveling, maybe on vacation this week. Have a great rest of the holiday week. We'll be back next week. I'm stuffed. We're done.